Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. The man knew him from his youth because he had made his father's boots. The bootmaker worked alone in a small shop. He was a man of rich Jewish descent. It seemed inconceivable to the man that only a single pair of boots decorated the window of the bootmaker's shop. You see, the bootmaker only made what was ordered, as if nothing he made ever failed to fit. For to make boots such as he made seemed to the man then, and it still seemed to him now, both mysterious and wonderful. No man who ever gained the scars of wisdom ever wished to be any younger. The poem, A Psalm of Life, by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, begins like this. Tell me not in mournful numbers life is but an empty dream, for the soul is dead that slumbers, and things are not what they seem. Life is real, life is earnest, and the grave is not its goal. Dust thou art, to dust returnest, was not spoken of the soul. Not enjoyment and not sorrow is our destined inner way, but to act that each tomorrow finds us further than today. Art is long, and time is fleeting, and our hearts, though stout and brave, still like muffled drums are beating funeral marches to the grave. In the world's broad life of battle, in the bivouac of life, be not like dumb driven cattle. Be a hero in the strife. Trust no future, however pleasant. Let the dead past bury its dead. Act! Act in the living present, heart within, and God overhead. Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing leave behind us footprints on the sands of time, footprints that perhaps another, sailing o'er life's solemn main, a forlorn and shipwrecked brother, seeing shall take heart again. The bootmaker would never tolerate in his shop any leather which he had not worked on himself, and what he presented to his customers could only have been made by someone who saw before him both the spirit and the soul of the boot. When asked how so, that he just made one pair of boots for each order, so sure the fit will be perfect, the bootmaker replied, It is an art. As the man had grown up watching his father, his day soon came to visit the bootmaker and place his own order. No one ever went into the bootmaker for their appointed meeting, as they might have entered other shops with an attitude of, please serve me quickly, I have so many things to do today. One entered as one entered a church, sitting on a single wooden chair like a pew, and waited. You were always alone at this point. There was never anybody there before you or during your appointed time. Then you'd hear a graveled voice and the sound of heavy feet, and the bootmaker just appeared before you, with leather apron and the soothing smell of leather that was almost like incense that followed him into your presence. The customer would ask for a pair of boots to be made, saying what kind he wanted and what color. And then the bootmaker would just turn and walk away without saying a word. Returning with a perfect piece of leather, you'd ask for both color and smell and harmony. Then he would say to you, Ovade, beautiful piece of leather. As you too began to admire the rich leather yourself, you would get that wonderful grin from him, and he would say, When do you want them? And the man answered like most men do, sort of selfishly, as, as soon as possible, to which the bootmaker always replied, I will do my very best for you. 
I will call you when they are ready. Then he would take a piece of paper and make you stand on it, just as your father had, while he gently sketched around each foot and nervously traced around your toes as as if feeling his way into the customer's heart and to his requirements, never asking about them, always reassuring him that they would be the perfect fit. The man was so caught up in the care and concern, he ordered three pairs when he really only needed two. As some men do, that as life develops around them, they run up bills they cannot pay immediately. But not to the bootmaker. As he rose before you with his artful sketch and leather apron, his sleeves rolled back and a slight bend beyond his waist, you could, you could see in his blinking eyes the dream of your boots. Even the most self-centered creature, the man thought, would be brought to greater virtue by the bootmaker's actions. The man regrettably thought of the day that he had the occasion to say, the last pair of boots you made for me creaked as I walked in them. The bootmaker looked at him for quite some time, as if thinking the man would qualify his remarks. Now frozen, the man only wanted to put his words back into his mouth, for he could see all of the disappointment. They shouldn't have creaked, the bootmaker finally said. Not mad in the least, but disappointed by the man's lack of approval for his work. Send them back to me, and I will look at them. Some boots are bad from birth. If I can do nothing with a path they've put you on, I will return your money. It was hard for anyone to see the bootmaker often, though. Life is busy, as we all know. And his boots lasted so long on the other. Well, the man had been away for several years, but when he returned home, he went to see the bootmaker, wishing to order several new pair. But the shop was different now. A new storefront and a window filled with boots of all sizes and color replaced the old. The man entered the store startled by the immediate greeting of a new modern man wishing to help him. The man asked where the old bootmaker was, but as quickly as he could capture his surprise, the modern man told him the old bootmaker had died. He quickly went on to say that he got old and it took him too long to make his boots. People didn't want to wait so long anymore. He was heartbroken when we bought his shop and told him of our faster machines and rate of delivery. It was sort of sad to see, but hey, how can I help you today? As you can see, we have many styles and sizes to choose from. By the way, what size do you wear? The Irish call it chiden. We call it quality. It is the art of doing things right when no one is looking. The integrity of work. Aristotle said, quality is not an act, it is a habit. Well, life can be marked by suffering, and some would say that this is the crowning of a quality life. A life that leaves footprints on the path that enters into the real presence of God. Waiting upon Him. As He traces our footprints for the perfect path to follow. Longfellow concludes, Let us then be up and doing with a heart for any fate, still achieving, still pursuing. Learn to labor and to wait. Ain't it so? This is Gittin' Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum. <laughs>